is also clowns. Did you see the promo? Oh, yeah, what do right. bees have to do with it? I don't know, but he keeps tweeting or Instagramming photos of people covered in bees. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what he wants you to say. Wait, did he? Did we? Were we doing the same election that he was doing? <laughs> no. Hey, Mr. Armstein. Okay, so welcome back to Was Glee Good this week, season one, episode 18, Laryngitis. I'm Lily. I'm Robbie. I'm Liz. Um, and Liz has an episode summary. I do. Are you ready? Hell yeah, you are. Um, Rachel panics when a sore throat affects her singing. Finn helps her to get perspective on her condition by introducing her to his friend Sean, who was paralyzed from the upper chest down during a football game. Jealous of the time his father is spending with Finn, Kurt tries to emulate his masculine persona and begins dating Brittany. His father reassures Kurt that he loves him for who he is. Puck dates Mercedes in a strategic move to elevate his social status, but ends up testing Mercedes' emotions in the process, causing her to break up with him and resign from the cheer squad. That's insane. First of all, the cheer squad? The cheer squad! Testing her emotions? What? Did we watch the same episode? I have so many questions about who writes these. I actually never really do, too. We've never talked about this. Who's writing? I still assume it's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> a robot watched Glee, so you don't have to. So you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode sucked. Okay. The, the, <laughs> parts of this episode were great. Parts were great but unsettling. Parts were so offensive that I almost reconsidered this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the parts that are good are so unrelated to the rest of the episode that I like, could have just watched them. Yeah. Yeah, with one exception. I think, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay, so we should start. Um, This episode starts, Puck has no mohawk. Is the A-plot to this episode. (laughs) The A-plot. Yeah, this is how we start. Well, I guess it's the B-plot, because the A-plot is in the title, which is laryngitis. Kind of. Kind of. I do feel like Puck gets more screen time. True, and they also open with him. Yeah. Yeah. So Puck has no mohawk, because his mom was washing his hair. And saw, like, a mole. And saw a mole, made him go to the dermatologist, who shaved his head. Yeah. And then said it was a freckle. Now, because... Is this what dermatologists do? No. Shave, shave your head? Yeah. Really? Well, also, like, as we have discussed, like, if you have a mole, they can't just look at it and know if it's cancerous. They have to, like, be like, well, did it change? And then they also have to biopsy it. Yeah. I just feel like you could do that without shaving someone's whole head. But then we wouldn't have this, <laughs> this dynamic <laughs> we have this beautiful dynamic. Plot. Yeah, emotional moment. A, a, a nice, fun joke is that, so we do see, like, through, like, Puck's POV going through the halls and people staring. Um, and then in the choir room, Brittany's like, <laughs> so people are staring at him and his, his um the reason he realizes something bad has happened is that people are looking him in the eye which apparently usually doesn't happen to Puck people are afraid of him which is funny like, but also like the, <laughs> the role that popularity as a real tangible thing plays in this school is so unbelievable it makes no sense there are numbers though, assigned to it it's consistent with like uh, other TV shows and movies about Teens. Yeah, totally. It's, it's just, just they make me think about it as a plot point so often where he's like, I shaved my hair, my power is gone. And you're like, is it? And everyone seems to have these very concrete, like, yes. formulas to regain it or, like, hierarchies of how it exists. Jacob yes. Ben Israel, who we bring in to be kind of like, every time we want to talk about popularity, we bring him in as some kind of, like, recorder or, or like a meta, like, whatever. Totally. And, you know, he's like, hey, you shaved your hair, so now we're not afraid of you. You're like, first of all, we don't want to say it. And within this episode alone, we'll come back two or three different times to be like, now you're dating Mercedes. You're cool again. No, you're not. Uh, hey, now you're right. You're like, I don't, oh God, I don't need you to come up and say it. But again, like Gossip Girl did it. Mean yeah. Girls is the quintessential did it. Like yes. of all these sort of like teams yeah. that are weirdly open and conscious of <laughs> like the dynamics at play. Whereas I feel like, and again, maybe I went to some sort of weird utopian school, but it's more of just a generalized like. Vibe, right. Same as adulthood. Like, the more charismatic people yeah. are, like, more well-liked, but yes. and a couple of people are really hated because they're super, super weird, but mostly everyone's just, like, doing their thing. There was an age at which, like, certain status symbols really corresponded with what you, uh, how what hashtag cool you were, but I feel like that was, sure, that was sure. middle school. They're, they're definitely, that was we were just when I was 12. surrounded by, like, a mob of, like, quote-unquote popular kids shouting things at us one time in middle school, which was, like, weird and unsettling, yeah. but, like, then we all, like, became, like, quasi people and stop doing things like that. Sure, you do one of those eighth grade graduation things where you all share a personal story and realize that you're all just people underneath, <laughs> right? Like, and it doesn't matter who does or doesn't have a North Face. Fleece. Exactly. Like what oh color? Oh my god! <laughs> I just remember that one time in seventh grade, I had like knockoff Converse from Payless because we couldn't afford Converse because they were very yeah. expensive shoes. Why would you be able to? Growing. Yes. And someone made fun of me, which until that point I thought was a thing that only happened in movies. I'm That's really insane. Sorry. That's fucked up. <laughs> 
It is fucked up. It's also fucked up that we were in such, like, a, like, sorry for using this term, white trash middle school that, like, Converse were the status symbol <laughs> of $40 pair of sneakers. <laughs> white trash is not a good term. I apologize for using it. I mean, it's fine. Um, yeah, so Puck uh, is not cool, but he decides that the way to get his popularity back now that Mercedes is cool because she's a member of the Cheerios is to um, date Mercedes. Wait, I have um, a few things to note in in that summary. So first of all, um, sitting in the choir room next to Santana, uh, Puck is like, I feel like that guy who lost all his hair and lost all his strength. And Santana is like, Samson? And Puck is like, Agassi. Which is a funny series of jokes, but not a reference either. Then we'll know. Um, Then Jacob Ben Israel and his friends put Puck in the dumpster, which is where he gets the idea that he's not popular anymore. Yes. And then, poking out of the dumpster, he sees Mercedes, and his voiceover calls her the black girl from Glee Club multiple times. Yeah. I think it's trying to make, like, a... I know, it's especially making fun of Puck. It's not the most offensive thing I've ever seen, but it's not super necessary multiple times. Like, we get it. He's maybe a little, maybe not racist, but reductive. Yeah, he does. Because it doesn't feel malicious, but also, like... It didn't need to be there. It feels like a plot point for his character that he doesn't remember her name. Right. Which yes. makes no sense because there are 12 people in this Glee Club. And, and they've been in somehow it for months. Still in this Glee Club, which doesn't make any character sense either. Whatever. Her name is the name of a car. He'd be able to remember it. Um, also, she is just hanging out with other Cheerios and like ambiently singing. Yeah. She's just like ad-libbing. It seems like she's got like a real little friend group. It was very weird. Sorry. <laughs> The tone of the first ten minutes of this episode is super weird, right? It's, it's like weird. oddly laid back. The music is kind of anticipatory. It could have been a, 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 a beginning good. act of a different show. Yes, I kind of liked it. it yeah, kind of, I, I would have watched the other two acts of it, but yeah. unfortunately, had a couple exhausting episodes in a row. And for a minute here, I thought this was not going to be the case here. Right. Uh, do we cut to Leah Michelle now? Holy shit! Yes. Yes. Okay, this is a, like one of my favorite scenes of the episode. It's um, really good. So Rachel's eating a bunch of vitamins. Yes. She the way she walks up, she like dumps shit on the piano in front of Mr. <laughs> She packs like, all of her vitamins yeah, and supplements. And he's like, what is this? And she angrily, in like the most perfect blind delivery I've ever heard, says, my vitamin supplements. <laughs> so she has a sore throat. As if she, yeah. Which she claims is because no one else in the Glee Club is singing. This plot point, I literally couldn't follow. So I like, didn't pay attention. Well, they, they, it's insane because they show them all doing like vocal warm-ups yes. that they've never seen the Glee Club do. Never. Yeah, they don't do vocal um, warm-ups. They just do and like, there's clearly assignments. multiple voices singing, but she says she has a very sensitive ear and she can hear that other people like her. Well, she then comes up with, after a ungodly complex scene in which she um, goes to Lauren Zeises, who yes. we learn is a member of the AV club. We have seen her before in the, like, old man's club or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and, she, and the, as, like, a she's a wrestling, she's been wrestling joke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I think she's never in the AV club again. She's just a wrestler from here on No. Um, you can exchange, only be one thing at a time. Can only be one thing at a time. She does get paid sh- in candy. In candy. A few more times, I think. Yes. Well, Malamars aren't candy. They're a cookie. I learned that from When Harry Met Sally. I don't know what Malamars are still. They're a cookie. They're, it's like, it's like a, I think it's like a biscuit and then like a marshmallow and then it's covered in chocolate. It is. It is. Um, yeah, so when she for a box of Malamar, she bugs the choir room and then I guess they do some kind of AV magic to determine It appears who to be like one microphone per person or whatever. It's There's a little crazy. montage. It doesn't really matter. It it's doesn't kind of funny. Matter yes. makes sense. The point is yeah. that Rachel comes up with a list of people she believes are not pulling their weight, which is causing her to strain her voice. Yes. I don't know that we need this, but Will, because here's my thing about Will Schuster is he always just responds as though he and the students are like on the same level in team. So when Rachel's like, some people aren't pulling their weight, he's like, hey guys, you have to pull your weight. And not like, it's incredibly insane and inappropriate for you to have even done this. Oh, he, the several times this episode, he reacts in ways that are just uh, illegal. I think. Crazy. Like, ins- the way he reacts to everything happening among these group of teens he is, like, a mentor to. He's a mentor to, yes. Is His outfits get terrible. worse, too. It's really not a good episode. I'm on no. that. And he's not in it that episode. much, thank God. No, but... it's really nice. He's just there to facilitate the plot mostly, which is fine. Um, yeah. As long as the plot's not happening again, that's great. It, this is all interspersed, I believe, with Puck coming up to Mercedes. Mercedes yeah. yeah. Okay. He says, yeah. Blacks and Jews got a history of sticking up for each other. Okay. There's a world in which that's a very layered and funny joke. It's on not this, this one. show, nope. it makes me really nervous and uncomfortable. It's so, yeah, this second. whole thing makes me nervous. They, like, pause for laughter and a way around, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not engaging. No. Like, I'm not sure you fully understand all the sides of that where that would be a cool thing yeah. for me to laugh at. Now, a nice, fun character note is that um, Puck, in trying to sell himself to Mercedes, is like, you know, but, like, you can't tie me down. I'm like a sex shark. I have to keep moving forward or I die. Which is the exact same joke that Santana made to Finn, like, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a reminder that those two people are friends. 
Yes. That's nice. They like yeah. quote unquote have dated or whatever, but like yeah. different. But Mercedes then also Mercedes just to say you just said like twelve offensive things, which yeah. is a nice acknowledgement. But it's then great. Mercedes says you're top forty and I'm rhythm and blues. <laughs> which is the worst line I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Also, Puck is clearly like classic rock like Right, it makes no sense also. <laughs> He's not top forty. <laughs> it's both racist and inaccurate. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we get back to Rachel confronting the Glee Club. Rachel and Will, again together, like together <laughs> to confront the Glee Club in a wholly inappropriate union. Oh my god. Um, there's definitely Rachel Berry and Will Schuster fanfic out there, isn't there? Oh totally, I'm sure I, I read don't, it in no, college. Oh I refuse god. to accept it. I'm telling you right now I read it in college and it, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Um, yeah, so everyone comes up with their own excuses. Quinn says her baby hormones are making her weak. Brittany says there are so many lyrics. <laughs> Can everyone's... I know, again, this is a dumb point to make on this show, but she keeps saying her baby hormones. Other people keep referring to her baby hormones. She's pregnant. They're just regular hormones, hormones. and it's not insane to be affected by them. Yeah, that's There's actually a real. There's a difference. Body. Yes. She's actually going through emotional and physical changes. That she yeah, a lot is happening a lot chemically. Is happening. It's actually insane that in she her. is like a like just attending class, right? Yeah. yeah, that she seems to have gotten some like magic maternal like calmness. Yes. Well, she also only has to wear the fake pregnancy belly uh, Dan Agron like one scene an episode. <laughs> She's <laughs> She has later in the episode she has her hair in like a total mom ponytail. I yeah. kind of like it. Um, okay, so Will then assigns them because he's afraid that they're, like, losing their voice and therefore their sense of self? I yeah. don't know. He says the Glee Club has lost its voice. Do you get it? Uh, ha, 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 ha. So um, your son has come up with a song that best represents how you see yourselves, comma, where you are in your life. Right. So he assigns a solo for everyone. Mm-hmm. How many people do we see sing this episode? Two and a half if you, cur- if you count Kurt twice. Yes. Which is how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> you get Kurt twice-ish. You get Rachel twice-ish. You still you get, get everyone. Like, Artie's not in this episode. Tina's not in this episode. I don't know. I don't it's just a dumb concept. There's a lot of people's voice, like, performances that I would have really enjoyed seeing. Also, I know um, the way this specific show choir functions is that every single person wants to be a star, and that's cool. Um, when I was in show choir, had I been forced to do a solo, I would have thrown up. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to be part of a team, yeah. and they don't want to get up there. Being bearing. a part of something yeah. special makes you special. Makes you, you special. Don't I don't need to do a solo. Thing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Um... So, um, although walking out of the choir room, Kurt to say this is the perfect assignment for me. I have the exact same vocal range as 16th century vocal castrato, <laughs> Massey, which is a lovely line. I did I not Google that's so a person. Did this um, happen before or after Rachel starts singing? Before. This is where he runs into his dad and he's like, what are you oh, doing yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. And Bert, it turns out, is there to take Finn to some sort of sports game. He yeah. says the name of a team. I right. literally no idea what No, He also seems is. oblivious to this hurting Kurt's feelings as if they had not had a deep discussion yes. about this like an episode ago. So here's the thing. I actually, I, this bothered me for the first half of this episode. I was like, this seems really out of character for Bert to not realize what's going yeah. on. One, I think they do come back to it at the end when he apologizes. It feels very genuine. And two, then I remember that he is dating someone new and that woman has a kid that he wants to be close to. Yeah, and dating someone makes you oblivious to everything. Right, you're yeah. right. like, start. But it, then it just... You're like, oh, sorry, I have to do this. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just going to do this thing with Finn, because, like, Carol wants me to. Like, it draws more weird attention that Carol's not around. Totally. It is weird that they didn't get her. Yeah. Right. She, I don't know where she would have fit in the plot, but you definitely, well, this whole time like, the thing like, we're not talking about is well, that she's you dating just, There's too many characters on this show. Yeah. Because, like, every single episode, you have to leave out five characters. Because it's only 40 minutes of screen time. That's a good idea. Save it for when we do how to make this episode better. Yeah. Important Jesse thing to keep in mind, well, that, we'll get there, <laughs> um, just to think about is that Artie is not in this episode. At all. Which yeah. is criminal, given what happens. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, so Kurt is genuinely sad. Um, Bert makes a very funny joke about, like, you don't like going to games or seeing ga- Again, I don't know what sport we're talking about. Uh, uh, because you don't like a man in a stirrup pant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's right. <laughs> Kurt's basically like, yeah, I don't, no one likes man in a stirrup pant. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is when we get back to the choir room, and Rachel has immediately decided that she's going to be the first soloist. Yes. She's going to sing The Climb, which represents, like, her struggle with no one else, like, helping her. It's very funny. It's good. This is, like, Rachel in full, I guess she, like, turns around or whatever, but the beginning part of this is Rachel in full, like, self-involved crazy mode, which is fun. Yeah, Leah Michelle does it right. Always fun. She she obviously sings The Climb very poorly. It's off-key. Because she has either tonsillitis or laryngitis or an ear infection. We never decide. Whatever it is, she can't hear herself. Actually... In the episode, they only ever say she has tonsillitis. It's yes. just the title of the episode is laryngitis. <laughs> it's laryngitis. Inexplicable. It makes no sense. Uh, and then she goes right to the doctor, right? 
Um, um, I think we'll, no. So now we get God. Kurt and Sue by Kurt's locker. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd also just like to say, there's some very good reaction shots while she's singing. Of, I believe like, she's sort of doing this face of like, um. Brittany, though, is just sort of staring and like, yeah, popping. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, I do love a good Miley Cyrus cover. The funniest thing about, uh, the, like, trivia notes for this episode is that Chris Colfer, a man who has to wear, like, duck hunting hats for most of this episode, yeah. has said that the hardest thing to do was to watch Leah Michelle sing off key and keep a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't singing pink houses buddy <laughs> um yes okay so this is when we get sue coming up to kurtz mm-hmm. she's like hey i noticed you weren't at cheerios practice yeah. which is the only like they have to say this to make the scene make literally any, any sense, sense right. at all um and then she basically tells him he should kiss someone yeah, yeah. She, she, why she, i don't remember no it was she's boring. like she's like how can you know you're gay you've never kissed a boy or a girl which yeah. is deeply super offensive. not how it works yeah. <laughs> it's very gross. um it's not good there's some other joke in here that I feel like I liked, but I fully have forgotten, so I clearly don't I like haven't known I enjoyed the scene, but I don't know why. It's just that, like, Jane Lynch sells it. Right. Again, it, it's it, not, it, like, it wasn't offensive. It was nothing, just, yeah, it, nothing it, was maybe offensive. Maybe that's what it is. They didn't take Jane Lynch to her, like, full, unbelievable, I hate this. Right. Wackiness. Anyway. Yeah, so, this is, you know... So, anyways, Kurt's gonna try on a different persona to see if yeah. maybe he's straight. Maybe he's straight. Um, so, he, he, Bert <laughs> comes home, and Kurt is, like... In his basement, and what I can only describe as straight drag. <laughs> He's wearing like a vest, like a puffy vest. Over a flannel. Over a plaid flannel. And, like, with like a boxy, what kind of hat is that? Okay, so you just called it a duck hat. I it's, don't It's know. actually, I think that's the only flawed part of this straight drag is he's wearing essentially like a newsboy cap with like a little extra volume. <laughs> like, you know it's what I believe that like, Kurt hat. already owned that. <laughs> I closed it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so he is, um... Practicing pink houses, which he says yeah. is about an, a bold interior design choice, and his dad's like, you know that's not what it's that's not about. It's not about right. how the 80s were hard for everyone, and Kurt's like, great, what if you, like, talked more about that? What if we went out to dinner and you told me about, like, John, John Mellencamp? Mellencamp. Yeah. And his dad's like, gotta be honest, that's pretty much what every Mellencamp song is about. <laughs> which is true time. and funny, but it's, like, very, I think this scene is supposed to be more emotional than it is, but it's just, I can't get over Chris Culver in this house. <laughs> it's hard for me. It's so unsettling. And they're also wearing, I mean, it, just through this to make any sense, they're wearing magic outfits at this yeah. point, and yeah. it's so yeah. weird to watch these two people interact in these outfits. Well, also, like, Chris Colfer is doing this voice that just makes He's doing so a straight voice. He's doing yeah, yeah. dad. But his straight voice has a southern accent. It does. A little bit. They're in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so nice. So now we get Rachel and the doctor. Right, which is where I immediately, so she's at the doctor with Finn, where I immediately go, where the fuck is Jonathan Groff? Well, right. I went first, where's Jonathan Groff? And then fell out of where are her dads? Right. right. Why, why is her non-boyfriend at the She's doctor? She's 16. Yeah. How is she at the doctor without an adult person? Oh, yeah, I don't think that works. I don't think you can even do that if you wanted can to. Can either you, of them you drive? You can. Your mom can drop you off or whatever, but okay. still. Finn can drive, I guess, because the mailman scene. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, maybe we don't know. I don't see her dad's teaching her how to drive. Um, we So... First of all, the doctor wants her to get a tonsillectomy, which is apparently she's had this she's had this infection multiple times. It's actually yes. not actually if you continue getting um, tonsil infections, they want you to get your tonsils back. Okay, um, but she doesn't want to because she's worried it'll affect her voice. Yeah, and the doctor extremely sarcastically is like, at least start by taking these antibiotics, unless you think they'll affect your dance moves. Which like rude. She is worried yeah. legitimately about her vocal cords. Oh, that's important to her. Um, you have done that Finn in this scene uses the phrase "vocal cripple," and it made me feel bad. I didn't know oh, that. I, did I must have blocked that. that. Yeah. I felt very bad. Um, the only note I have about this scene is going to be interesting to exactly one other person, maybe if I'm lucky. Cool. Uh, which is that I immediately recognized the actor who played the doctor. Who mm-hmm. is it? And I was like, who is this? Who is who it? Is Please this? tell me. He, I don't know if you've even watched the show. He's in the latest season of The Magicians on sci-fi. That's definitely not what I'm Okay, that's of. legitimately the third time you've brought up The Magicians on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry that I watch and don't care about that much The Magicians. But I write, he's like a... I don't know, he has the same mustache, I think, now. That's very That's funny. Bad. Is he the either half of the wizard couple? No, he's he's like a fan. I think you're mixing up all of our magic shows. Yeah, he's not. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, that's the one I don't watch. The Wizard Boyfriends. Um, with Harry Shum Jr. This one. They will never know what it is, what it's called, or if it's good. Shadow it's Monsters. Actually, we do Stop. It's not called Shadow Monsters. Shadow um, Hunters. Oh, it is called Shadow Hunters. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. It's not Definitely. Shadow Monsters. It's Shadow, Shadow Hunters. hunters. Um, um, so we do address that Jesse's not there. He's in San Diego for vocal adrenaline spring he's, break. He's on spring break in San Diego with his friends. Now, he does in fact. Last episode? No, I'm no. thinking of something else. He does in fact 
go to this high school now. So he's taking another high school spring break he's taking a week off fully off. <laughs> well, that doesn't that. and can't happen. I mean, it's high school. You can miss class. I don't think something better to do that weekend. <laughs> yes. For, for my advice corner this week, I'd like to tell high school students listening, nothing you do in high school matters. <laughs> you can take a week off it. and no one cares. It's okay. Um, okay, so then we get a... I mean, Glee was invented so that Finn could sing Jesse's Girl Oh yeah, a, about a lot. Rachel Berry. It's unsettling that he does so while she is silhouetted behind a curtain, it's taking weird. off a hospital gown. It's, that part's weird. It's but upsetting. we do cut to the choir room, him singing this song. Yeah. Thank God, so first of all, I love him singing this song. I think it's, it's great. Fine. But also, like, in the context of him singing this as a assignment, this is so rude and inappropriate. She's sitting right there. This is he, he moment like, two. does it eye to eye. He, yes. like, comes up and touches her shoulder. It's so weird. Moment two where Mr. Shu yeah, he, like, is congratulates really him on into his, this. On his bravery and, like, this is what, is what they should all be striving for. Yes. She's sitting right there. This is very inappropriate. Right, you know so her boyfriend is named Jesse. Right. Like, Mr. Shu can clip this He's clearly making together. another one of your students, like, deeply uncomfortable. Yes. Also, frankly, everyone else in the room... This yeah. is super weird. Yeah. It's really upsetting. I don't like it. Seems we like do not need to work out between himself and his therapist. This is clearly the like stretch of Glee in which we're supposed to see like Finn and Rachel falling back in love or whatever, and I hate it. Yeah, it's, I don't This get is it not all. good. Totally. Um, um yeah. It's yeah. not good. Also, hey, well, he does that thing again where he like plays the drums and then just like stops playing <laughs> the drums. He's <laughs> like, you take this. And you're like, what? That's not how musical performances work. No. No, they just want to remind you that he can play the drums. Um, although I did if I was a 16-year-old girl, which I was at some points, a dramatic song confessional Oh, this would have worked on me. Would have been My face would have been bright red, but if oh, it was a yeah, boy, I really liked like, it, would have worked. I've been waiting for this. I knew it would happen eventually. You know what, that's to this a day, lie. no one has sung a confessional love for me, and I'm still upset. I mean, also, from the time that I first started wanting to kiss people, had someone I wanted to kiss publicly declared that they also wanted to kiss me, I would immediately have changed my mind. Fair. Yeah, fair. You <laughs> ran away. Unless it was to another state. And also the... <laughs> The drum thing, I was listening, as I um, mentioned to Liz, to a Harris Whittles interview podcast, and he was, like, talking about going to an Alkaline Trio show where they, like, invited people up to, like, play one of the songs, and, like, he plays the drums, so he ran up there, but then, like, a 15-year-old had, like, already been invited up to play the drums, and so he was, like, the Alkaline Trio guy was, like, you take the other half, and they were <laughs> supposed to, like, switch halfway through. They didn't, so it still doesn't work in real life. But <laughs> it's it, just, not. it just made That's me think of that, so that's an enjoyable digression for you. Um, now, again, they have improved the musical pacing of this show, because we immediately cut from Jesse's Girl into another song. Right, yes. Puck gets up. Okay. Puck gets up and is like, I'm ready to. Says some racist stuff about TV. It's very Jr. racist. It's also, so he's singing The Lady is a Tramp. So he says, um, I've joined a black church. What? Yeah. Yes. He, he says... says I've downloaded every, uh... I think my brain just blocked out the most offensive lines. <laughs> yes, he downloaded a bunch of, like, jazz songs, and he joined a black church. Yes, so, um... He's Jewish and white. He's Jewish and white. Uh, I guess the Lord knows no color or whatever, but, uh... Sure, sure, sure. It does know if you're Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> um... He sings The Lady is a Tramp, which, um, first of all, is not R&B. Nope. Uh, it's cute, uh, but it's also not in Puck's wheelhouse. Nope. No, it it's doesn't. Weird. He's wearing a weird hat and vest. His dancing is bad. Yeah. We know it's a little racist. It's not generally sung by black men anyways. No. Um, so, but Mercedes seems charmed by it. She gets up to sing. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, first of all, Mercedes is too good for this, both romantically and musically. Yep. Um, it's crazy that she doesn't get her own solo, but I was happy to see her sing. Yes, but so, so like, once she gets up there essentially doing what was originally the Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald duet uh-huh. of this, which only highlights that Puck is not very good. Not very yeah. good. Yeah. Not, so that's, not a bit. that's all my thoughts about that. Yeah, this musical <laughs> number was bad. I did fast forward through a little bit because it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, we then follow this up with a very weird scene in which Quinn approaches Mercedes at her locker mm-hmm. and says that she wants <gasps> Mercedes so to date Puck yes. because, and we have not addressed this, yes. Quinn is living with Puck. But apparently no longer dating him? We didn't no know longer dating him. This just gets thrown out in his eye. Why does no one care about this teen who has been exiled from her family? And was apparently she... just bouncing around between boys she has previously dated's house. Right, okay, so she was living with Finn. We could assume after she and Finn got in a fight that she wasn't living with Finn anymore. So she moved to Puck's basement, I guess? Hey, I don't... Not to... We have seen Puck's home life a little. It doesn't seem like they have a right. ton of extra space or resources. Right. Um, they're like... They seem fine. They seem like a family that loves each other, but like I don't, I don't know, know if they have space for like a teen girl. A bunch of like adult women, right? So I feel weird about this. I wish I just I just protect Quinn, please. Why? Um, yeah. So the, the thing that she asks is that Mercedes date Puck. Eyes open. She's like Puck's kind of a weirdo, but if he talks to me about Super Mario Brothers for one more minute, I'm gonna die. <laughs> so maybe he'll talk to you instead. If you're dating him, which is funny. That's a funny joke. Yeah. But then she's like, be careful, he's using you. And Mercedes is like, I know what I'm, I'm getting not an into. Idiot. And yeah. also that Santana's not going to be as cool with it as Quinn is. Right, is right. Which is right. Which is and very funny. 
Yeah, I guess that's what, yeah, that's how we start this plot, but this plot sort of... Spirals, as do all plots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it has fun moments. So you know what's not fun is the next scene in which Kurt sings Pink Houses as his solo. It's so, I just can't get away from the word unsettling. It's unsettling. And Though, I, though I his eyebrows look it. amazing. I, I do think his eyebrows look incredible. <laughs> his um, face still looks so gay. His face. Which is like, good. I guess it's part of the plot, right? It's part of what's selling it. Right. It's supposed to be funny. But it's, it's so weird. But it, I don't it's, like it's it. It's squirmy, and I don't like yeah. it. I mean, it also says something about, like, we'll talk about this in a few minutes when we get to the other solo that Kurt sings yeah. about, like, being his true self. It's uncomfortable seeing him not be his true self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, he, so he sings Pink Houses. It's fine. Again, I think we all fast forwarded through a little bit of it because it was so weird. Will is angry at him. Will's not like, you didn't angry, do the assignment. Like, I'm not proud of you. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kirk gets so angry in a way that I really like. He's like, I'm just trying to figure out who I am. Like, yeah. please leave me alone. I'm 16. Give me, like, a few minutes to, like, Cool how you're wearing a, a, a white out. sweater over, like, a plaid shirt, yeah, that my dumb idiot friend. Also, like, <laughs> Yeah, he's young. Let him, like, try some things out and see what he likes yeah. and doesn't like. Yeah. He's clearly going through a thing. It's not hurting anyone. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it hurts no one. Yes. And then he's walking out, and Brittany comes up to him and is like, oh, I you're kiss straight. every dude. Yeah. Except for you. Because I thought you were gay, but I guess you're not now. So, my, like, my, a perfect record would mean a lot to me, so like, <laughs> I don't want to tap this. Oh, also, when Mr. Shu is, tell- is being disciplined in, in Kurt, he says, I'm not a boxer, I'm more than four sides to me, which, like, there are six sides to a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. That's very true. funny. Um, um, I just have down, uh, oh, wait, no. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, so... Sorry, this is when we get Finn yelling at Rachel. And then, well, because she's, like, sort of deliriously walking through the hallway, like, looking tired and sick. Sure, she's, she's holding she's a, a full dram- bowl of soup. We have no problem with this. She's a dramatic person who's going through, for her, a rough couple days. Let her do this. Also, hasn't he, like, committed to, like, winning her back over no matter what it takes? The girl was still like, bad for one day, and you're yelling at her. Also, he, like, fell in love with her because he heard her voice, so, like, he, of all people, should understand. Yeah, she also says, so I'm, like, Tinkerbell Finn, like, I need applause to live. That's very funny. Like, I'm just so tired of dudes on this show being, like, I know what's best for this girl, despite the fact that Finn Hudson could use, like, uh, uh, some adult role models and a better education. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's insane that he cares as much, and, like, where this goes is so well, bad. just, like, weird condescending. a mediocre man who deserves so little. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, like, let, she's not hurting anyone all, either. Like, let her feel bad for a day. Let her eat her soup in the hallway. It's yes, fine. It's fine. Um, I, then we have to watch Kurt and Brittany make out. I just don't... Uh, <laughs> oh, I skipped. Bert walks down his, into the basement where Kurt lives. <laughs> actually very funny. Uh, Kurt and Brittany are making out. <laughs> Bert holds up a sign that says... Um, Hey, he's like, hey, I saw this on your um, door. door. It says, like, definitely don't come down here. I'm making out with a girl. <laughs> he's like, uh, I assumed it was a joke. I assumed it was a joke, so I came down to see what was going on. You are, in fact, making out with a girl. Um, Bert looks confused in a way that I love. Yeah. He's just like, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like it. We also learned that uh, Brittany is turned on by her armpits being kissed. I hate that. Ugh. Ugh. That's, that's one of the few seconds I skipped, so I did not get Everything about this scene, I hate. It's terrible. The lighting is also bad. Uh, okay, so we do now cut to Puck boring Mercedes by talking about the Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> which is very real to my high school experience. <laughs> so she does say, like, clearly you've never dated a sister. You're uh, going to stop talking about this, whatever. I don't think that part needed to be in there. It would be boring to any woman of any race. She does, though, demand that he, one, learns more about her, and two, gets her a frappuccino. Which I appreciate. Yeah, I love that. She does want a decap, which I don't support, but I, don't, I guess I she's like a growing girl and doesn't want to send her brush or whatever. I reflect that. Um, this is when Silly Puck wanders down the hallway. Jacob Benner-Zarell is afraid of him, and he realizes his popularity he's has cool gone up. Again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Bored. I'm But then by this Santana plot. notices and is mad. You can tell from her face looking mad. Yes. Santana notices and mad, and then invisibly goes to rec- uh, practice a full duet. With the woman she hates. Yes. You know what? I don't care what the because women's are. I love it. Then we, right? Now we get yeah. it, right? We yes. get it right away. The boy is mine. The boy is mine, which is perfect. It's they really do it. Good. They do it's it like so word fun. for word. They're yes. on their cell phones walking down the hallway next to each other. Yes, Mercedes and Santana standing next to each other on Which cell in the phones. original video was split screen, right? That's yeah. yeah. Okay. They just like walked down the hallway. But this is a recurring phone. thing on Glee, which is funny. When they do, remember, they've done it before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking to cell phones next to each other. Here's the thing. At this moment, I was like, wait, if Santana is also a Cheerio, why can't he date her for his popularity? She did uh, had rejected him recently. Yeah, for... but now she wants him. 
Sure, but now he's dating Mercedes. It's very complicated. I remember high school. No, this whole plot, <laughs> no, I don't. No, this whole plot was written to get to this number. Yes, I'm who cares? Sure. Which I I'm don't fine care. with it. Which I'm just saying. okay because it's very good. Um, I'm also pretty sure. So Naya Rivera, one knows that Santana Lopez is gay at this point, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and two, is real life dating Mark Salling at this point. Ew. Yeah, because they were on and off for basically the first three years or four years they were shooting Glee. So. Ew. Um, a lot of layers here. She also, after this show is over, so, like, they basically, like, get into a fight. Will Schuster breaks it up. Sure, he says to them, you can go at it in song. Ew. Yeah. But <laughs> you can't fight in my choir room. Ew, he's a terrible teacher. And also, then he, like, has his hands on Mercedes' shoulders for too long. Yeah. Don't touch your students. Don't, Don't touch your students. You know, he's not on this episode, and I kind of like it. I'm a Pillsbury. Yeah. yeah I'm fine good. with it. There's no adult plots. I, I do have it. a question. Um, Shoot. Santana refers to Mercedes as Wheezy. Which I assume is racist, but I don't get it. It's from a TV show that's before all of our times that I don't remember the name of. Okie doke. Uh, family Ties? Different Strokes? One of the sitcoms that, like, you've heard about, but... But never watched. saw, because yeah. why would I? It's a character. Yeah. She's, like, a small child who is black. This yes. is where, okay. not that we're not all uh, always underserved by being an all-white podcast, but this is where we really are underserved <laughs> by being an all-white podcast. In fairness, I knew it was racist. I know, I know. We did, yeah. Um, so, but, like, it's good. It's a good duet. I like it. Me too. I'm sorry that now we go to... Finn bringing Rachel to meet no, his friend Sean. No, we don't. We don't. We go to all the nerds lining up to be oh, put in the dumpster oh, by Puck, which I'm, I shut down. I hate this show. I'm very. I misinformed all of you. Weezy is from Jefferson's. Thank you. Okay. So okay. the most racist reference it could have been then. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mercedes like sort of stops Puck and is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm cool now." So like now we this have to the, keep the nerds in line. And he basically says like, uh. And I'm way extrapolating, but but like this is what he says is like you're complicit in the system now. You're a part of this. This mm-hmm. is this is the system, and we do this. And like you're she part of now. It's fine. Nerdy, and yeah. she's like, like her face implies that she's like now reflecting upon her part in the yeah. system. Do there? These people are also they're in the same Glee club, which is like the center of their social life. Right. She knows this. Yeah. It's they not all news to know her. This. They all know about the system. They all talk about the system out loud, yeah. which is weird. It also also makes no sense that they're all just like hanging out and going, I don't think it's dumb. Okay. It's dumb. So, so now we horrible scene. We must. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, Finn and Rachel are at the door of someone we've never met before. Finn like wants her to get perspective or whatever. Yeah, like, so he takes her to give her any heads up, by the way, which is rude to both her and the men we're about to win. Totally. So uh, an older woman enters the door. It's his friend's mom. And then we go back and we meet Sean, who is a uh, friend that Finn, he explains, met at football camp, who then suffered an injury that paralyzed him from basically the shoulder Yes. Down. Yes. I have... Didn't Finn once dump Artie into a dumpster? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. No. He he stopped him from being uh, put in a party. But he definitely he had been complicit before something to happen. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. He apparently all these years has had a friend who is paralyzed. severely Disabled. paralyzed. Yeah, and we'll never see him again. Ooh, yeah. Who again? We will never see him again. No. Um, he's just here to teach Rachel, I guess. That. Literally, this right. character exists. I don't know what he teach teach Rachel scene because I had to not watch. He this. tells a story about how he loved football and then he got in an accident. It's, it's the Jason Street story. Yes. But, like, yeah. but a couple other weird things happen in that, one, he makes a joke about, like, wanting to date Rachel and then apologizes. He's a perfectly handsome teen boy if he wants to, like, make a joke about dating, dating a pretty girl. Pretty he'd be sure able to. That, yeah. He also um, just, like, immediately launches into his story as though Finn had called him to be like, hey, I want to use your story to, like, show my friend Rachel something. Yeah. There's also a moment where Rachel, Rachel appears visibly uncomfortable and turns to Finn and she's like, I don't get it. This isn't funny. Which like she, yeah correct she, yes that's the she wants reaction. to leave um they don't they never spend an, like, this kid Sean tells like Rachel his story they never check in like hey Sean what's new with you like he and Finn are friends they don't really right, do any friendship right. they just do like a fist just, we're so clearly thin. just here for this one point it's so bad like first of all you shouldn't use your like friends will never see again for t- for teachable moments but you also like if you're going to do that tell like before you bring your friend there be like hey this is my hey, friend you to meet my friend paralyzed yeah so that they don't walk in staring at your friend like. They're yeah. completely Also, shocked. Rachel's not an idiot. She immediately gets what's going on. Yeah, and no. she's like, okay, I know I'm being silly. Like, right, like, yeah. what are you doing? This is... Um, <laughs> the only thing that saves this existing... Because I was thinking, like, Ryan Murphy has a pretty good record on, like, yeah, people with disabilities in shows. It really uh, turns out that this actor does, in fact, have this injury, got it in a very similar way, and has said that, like, filming this episode of Glee was, like, one of the best things that's ever really happened to him. And that's good to hear. Great. Good I'm glad that they at least if they were going to do this horrible thing, they, they made the effort to, who, like, right, yeah. hire someone who was paralyzed and, like, yeah. okay, fine. 
But like, did we have to do this? No, it's no. so bad. It's so. It like, doesn't get better, by the it's way. It's such like a no. stock. Like, here's a person with a disability narrative that you see all the time. Where they're just like propped up as an inspiration for someone else to like yes. see how good they have it. Right. Which is so shitty. I don't remember if it's the scene or we come back to this guy that he does say like. He reaches like, do you feel like your disability has made you, or like this thing has made you happier? And he's like, absolutely not. It's Which terrible. Fair, I was playing yeah. football. Which is I appreciate that he's not like, yes, it taught me some important things. It's like, no, it's terrible. I can't use my hands or feet, right? Like, right, yeah. right. <laughs> so like, just it's weird. It's a weird note. It's uh, so weird and bad. I hate it. It's really bad. It's where this episode like takes a like. It's been bad. It deeply to purpose. And, and then it just yeah. like. I mean, also to even further generalize, I don't think ever like comparing misfortunes is helpful to anyone no, in that situation. No. Like, it, it doesn't help anyone who's, like, feeling bad about their bougie job to tell them, like, some people are dying or whatever. Like, this is, yeah. it's never... No one's ever been like, you're right, I don't have a terrible job. What's like, that, like, Steppenwolf quote, like, to each his lot and none is light? Like, yes. you don't, you can't compare misfortunes. It doesn't work. It's not helpful to anyone. This everyone just weird. feels bad and gross. So is next Mercedes quitting Cheerios? Yes, it is. Yeah, so okay. Mercedes walks in wearing normal people clothes. <gasps> Sorry! She wants to be wearing, Normal like... people clothes. <laughs> okay, so she's not, clothes. to be clear, wearing a Cheerios uniform. No, she's vest a, and, like, a gold lame beret. Gold lame Which, hat. by the way, is a hat that I did own for several years. <laughs> sure. And, like, some kind of, like, very furry jacket. It's purple. It's bananas. Something's purple. She, like, quit the Cheerios and then got dressed by touch. I eat okay. on. <laughs> you know, fuck you, I love this outfit. Mercedes always oh dresses God. like this, which is good. But like, she, true to her she, character. she just like wandered into a Forever Twenty One yeah. in nineteen ninety nine and she took everything off rave. the racks, and yeah. I love it. Perfect. Um, she quits, and she's like, "No one quits the Cheerios," and she's like, "Bye, I'm not going to be complicit in the system." Cool. Yeah. cool. Okay. Um, but now, <sighs> okay. So Kurt and Brittany are walking down the hallway holding hands, yeah. and they run oh. into Bert. Gross. <laughs> gross. They run into um, Bert, who is there to take Finn to another manly yeah. sports At the thing. other game, he caught a ball, which won him tickets to a second Yeah, game. and he's like... And also, like, free hoagies or whatever. Yeah. Sure, so they're going to go do, like, sports and hoagies, and Kurt's like, has it ever, did it and ever occur do. to you <laughs> yeah. that I might want to do that? Um, and Dad's like, no, I know you. <laughs> no, I've, I've met you. Yeah. Just fair. Maybe Bye. should have warned him. And he's like, I gotta go, yeah. we gotta do hoagies. Yeah. Uh, Kurt is basically already told Bernie to fuck off at this point. Kurt and, oh my immediately God. launches like, into... The ding, ding, dings, and then the, like, all that work, and what did it get me? Yes. And, like, I per- my whole body he sat up. He right into the, like, the, second, the middle third of Rose's turn. Like, yeah, he doesn't do the intro. The best part of Rose's turn. Yeah, the best part. The, They're like, all that work, and what did it get me? Do, 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 do. It's so good. It's so good. It. It's so good. I'm so in it. straight drag. Yes. And then after the first, like, line or two, he's on stage... And he, he looks like see a the background gay Hitler youth. Oh, he looks perfect. <laughs> he, he turns around like and he has the Alexander McQueen scarf on, and I, I cried. It's He's got like flat, like, below like, like leader. I cried out loud. And then, like, boots up to his knees. Yes, it's so and good. Just, so he, it's probably a 90-second performance, because they're only doing that part yeah, of Rose's they don't part. Do the intro. <laughs> but, like, I, he, like, swooshes his hair in a way that he, like, did yeah. when he was in straight drag, and, like, smiles, and it's, like, so... Oh, my God. It's very deliberate. I think yeah. Chris Colfer really thought about, like what he can do to make this mean yeah. more. Well, and it self- worked. I'm going to use this word. It's very fierce, but I don't mean it in the, like, That's um... Great. No, so here's... Okay. Here, the fact about me is that I may, in fact, believe that Rose's Turn is the best song ever written. It's, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yesterday, I learned at home we were watching this, and then we watched three other performances of Rose's Turn I get watched that YouTube poll every day, essentially. <laughs> this reminds me, I do want to go YouTube cabaret. Yes! Um, so, like... Wait, one, it's like, it's fun Broadway. It's I know this, this is should be. For I, yes, it's a different thing. I know you did, but you, it's good you clarified. Uh, yeah, it's full Broadway. It's what this show should be. They yeah. do the, like, light up Kurt in the background yes. instead of the light up Rose. They change a few lyrics. The Richard Berry line doesn't make sense, but it's fine. Perfect. And it's so much, like, fun and, and has it. so many he, feelings. He, he clearly, like, okay, so we know that Chris Colbert, yeah. as a gay man, has likely also seen Bernadette Peters do this song. <laughs> and so he does the full on, like, running back and forth, like, losing his you, mind. You have to be manic to do this song. It's and like he a. Does it. And also, the, and he I, does it. while I was watching it, I realized there are so few occasions where, if you are a man who are, is into these classical get Broadway to do songs, them. that you get to perform them. Yeah. So that's cool, just for the actor. Yes. And the character, honestly. Also, again, it's like. More happened after this that is cryable. I cried watching this performance because it was so good. Feelings, feelings, extra yes. feelings come out your eyes as tears. When is it my turn? Good, good. So proud of this little dumb teen boy. So good, and you know that. Yeah, you like believe every minute. Of, like, of course, fucking Kurt Hummel, sixteen-year-old little like, gay boy, gypsy. right? Identifies so strongly with like this Burn terrible stage Peter's. mother character from Gypsy, <laughs> um, right? Like yes. what? 
Okay, so then later come up and it turns out Bert was in the auditorium yes. watching. Yes. And sure, that like, doesn't track or make sense, but it's I love it. He's yeah. like, what was that about? And Kurt's like, nothing. And he says, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. Fine, yeah. don't sing like you just sighed. Oh my god, that <laughs> was Bert And they have a real conversation about, like, how yeah. much it hurts Kurt, not only when he hangs out with Finn, but that it's so easy to see his dad hanging out with a guy yeah. who, like, performs a little more masculine. And, you know, but Bert's just like... And I'm, they don't reach an easy answer, which no, they can't. Kurt's so right. smart. The Bert's like, I'm trying my best. And Kurt's like, yeah, but it sucks for me that you have to try. Yeah. He says, um... And then Kurt's like, I'll try too. And Bert's like, you don't have to. Oh, so the two the two lines that, like, really get me is Bert says, I will fight to the death for your right to love whoever you want. But when you were a little baby in my arms, did I dream about taking you to baseball games and talking about girls? Sure. Which is, like, very honest, but still parenting, right? Like, right, he's right. Again, he's line. not crossing a boundary. No. Yeah. And then follows that up when Kurt's like, I'll try too. Like, it'll be fine. We'll both try it. He's like, no, your job is to love yourself, and my job is... To love to you. To love you. I know. And then I... It's a fucking lot. Then you, again... Glee is just like, oh, here's a thing we can actually handle well yes. and do, and it can still be over the top with the, like, yeah. singing, but it can be coherent emotionally yes. in a way that nothing else in this episode is for even two seconds. He follows that up, too, with, like, that and a majority ownership and entire shop is all Oh, that's got. so good. And it's so uh. good and real to those characters. You believe those, like, two people have a rapport and, like, really like each other. They've grown up taking care of each other and, like... It's a lot. <sighs> can you believe this is in the same episode as, like, Finn has a disabled friend? I can because it's the next scene. <sighs> Oh my god, yeah, so Rachel goes back, right? Yeah, she has her voice back. Sorry, pause. Are you sure you don't smell natural gas? Yes. Yeah, I don't smell anything. I, I usually smell things. Alright, it takes a while to fill up an apartment, so go ahead. <laughs> Alright, unpause. Um, yes, yeah, so they go back. And it's terrible. Rachel well, just Rachel. Voice. So just Rachel goes, goes back by herself. Back. She has her voice back, and she wants to offer this kid, like, singing, singing lessons. lessons. Which is a nice gesture. Because he, he mentioned something about wanting to get into yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's mostly treating him like a normal person, which she is, um, until, like, the very end when she, like, starts crying while she's singing, which mm, I don't appreciate. That's weird. He, she grabs his hand and asks, like, can you feel that? And he's like, and no, he, he, but I can remember what it feels like and can see it, so it's, like, simple. Yeah. It's just, like, fine. Which that's is actually kind of a nice Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they start singing. But we cut, then, to the Glee Club singing one well, by Well, they start. Two. So yeah. they start singing one by you two. Yeah. And then we cut to the, we, we cut right to Corey Mosby. Okay. Makes no sense. She's like, I th- thought we'd start with classic rock, which, like, I guess you two technically is, but it's not what I would have gone with. That's why I was so confused, because she introduces it that way, and then they start singing, and like, Oh, yeah, what I was like, I know this song. This? What is this? What is this? This Bananas. isn't classic rock. Um, and it happens. They're wearing denim the, on denim, so then, my least yes, favorite it, it outfit. Does, it does cut to the Glee Club singing it, and then cut back for, like, two seconds to Rachel singing with Sean. To get very, like, we're supposed to be so emotional about it. You which, can like, tell. Oh, which I mean, is I'm emotional so in that I regret that I've ever watched this. Yeah, it's so, like, cheaply manipulative, right? Yeah, it's yeah. so clearly just, like, here's a person with a sad story that we're gonna use for one episode and never treat as a real person or bring back. Nope. No, we'll also, never him again. Also, again, you have a character on the show who's a main character who's in every episode who is also paralyzed. Yeah. He... Th- <laughs> I hate it. Is not... Does not speak this episode. Also, like, again, if we're gonna accept the premise that you can, like, use a person with a sadder story to, like, yeah. make you, f- give you some perspective. Just go talk to Artie then! Why did you have to introduce this whole Well, we've already had to do an episode where he's like, hey guys, it makes me feel bad when, like, you leave me out, here's what my life is really like, the door, there's only, like, one yeah. handicapped accessible door at the end of the school, like... Okay. Okay, bring... Also, Sean, I was interested in, like, every time he talked, I was like, oh, what a, what a funny, like, charming young man. Like, yeah. I would have enjoyed seeing him as a recurring character, honestly. Totally. He was fun it's to talk to. Like, we give Ray Murphy so much credit for his inclusion of people with disabilities. I think mean, it just says a lot about, like, people with disabilities on TV as a whole. But, like, this is still bad. It's just yeah. reaching... It's crossing a very low bar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That it's, sucks. It, that, like, thirsty for representation thing is real, where you're just like, oh, I guess I have to be psyched about this, even though it's a lot, right. because it's, it's there. horrible. Yeah. Okay, well, so that's the end of the episode. so bad. You're right. It ends on that note, which We're like, supposed to feel emotional. Right. <laughs> it really is, There were, like, five good minutes in there. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, okay, songs. Songs, songs, songs. Uh, I don't have them queued up or anything. What's the first one? Wait, hold on, I'm gonna scroll through my notes. I have them all in. Okay, it's Jesse's Girl. Love oh, it. Oh, yeah, yes. that was fun. That yeah, was definitely good. listen to it. On I mean, the, the Rick Springfield version is better, obviously. Sure, but... sure, but this is fun. Sure, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I wish that Jesse had sung it, though I know that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lady is a Tramp? No. No, it made me uncomfortable. Didn't want, listen to it all the way this time. The Boy is Mine. Probably, yeah. Maybe. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Um, Rose's Turn. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Daily. Pink houses. This version. Yeah. I skipped pink houses because it was awful. Yeah, no. Um, so never. One. No. 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 I don't even like the YouTube version. They don't like YouTube, no. so sorry. No one likes um, YouTube. 
Except for Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman. So I'd say, again, it's like a very musical, fun episode, music, musically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Three Words or Less, was it good? Only Rose's turn. Only Rose's turn? Morally, no. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Ugh. Okay, so, um, as you know, American Horror Story is expanding, and so yeah. it's American Crime Story, Ryan Murphy's Empire is getting wider, which God. means there are more profiles of Ryan Murphy. <laughs> and in a recent one, someone asked him about, you know, he's doing American Crime Story, and they're doing Versace, and they're doing, um, eventually a Bill Clinton one, which is gonna be bad. Um, but, you know, someone was like, hey, what is your plan for all these, like, great injustices across America? Sure. Like, Wait, what? Yes, he's going to continue addressing injustices. Like the one done to Gianni Versace. And you know. And <laughs> Bill Clinton. You know. Um, oh, good. The biggest injustices in America's history. Wait, wasn't Versace shot in Italy? Anyway, so here's where Ryan Murphy said in response <laughs> to this, which is, with any moment in history, be it some tragedy in Syria or the Holocaust or anything that is an injustice to humanity, we pray that we never forget so that we don't repeat. Oh, very, oh, so wise. <laughs> and this is the man who made Glee. In a very good O.J. Simpson series. I just, but still. He's backed away from that. I don't think he wrote for that at no, all. He just, like, I think he produced just, like, it and yeah. let other people do good stuff on it. I would like to say, it's not that I don't think mm. what's happening in Syria is unjust, but injustice is not actually the first word I would use to describe it. No. I would go with travesty or, like, Human rights violation. Anyway, just remember that Ryan Murphy is batshit crazy. Genocide. Oh yeah, he just likes to put things on the same scale. Uh-huh. That's, not... is, that's Ryan Murphy's issue. Yeah. He has no concept of scale. Right. He has no perspective. None. Whatsoever. No concept of anything. Explicitly different. about an experience that he's right. already had. Which is why sometimes when none of those things are serious and nothing matters, it can then be it can be fun. fun. Exactly. Like the second season of American Horror Story, I stand by as being batshit insane and very fun. Good. Because right. it is about. Sure, the witches one. Well, bad. It was a little bit of a blast. Yeah, like the one that's in the asylum is also somehow about aliens and yes. like a Nazi doctor. Great. Cool. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, it's but, like, You don't get to take on the Nazi like, mass murders in history, is that in history then? Right, like, then you don't get to put that into like real life. I don't want your version of that. Genocide is not the same as O.J. Simpson's trial. No. I, yeah. Oh wait, have I, we all reacted to the other news about Ryan Murphy that came out recently? Which is that Lena Dunham is going to be an American Horror Story. Yeah, American Horror Story cult. Wait, okay. what? That's what it's that's, the new season. It's in the new one. That's the like I thought um, he was American the... Election B's one. Oh, so it's, okay. Wait, those are all the same one? I think so. I didn't put that together. I'm until fairly just certain now. they're all so the same. Season. Lena Dunham was playing herself then, right? Like that's we don't know. We, we just don't know she's going to be a know. part of it. Like the more you know, what I realized after we heard this news and after you pointed out that and the next one is the 2016 election story. He's just gonna. We're just gonna all have to relive everything that happened. He's well, just gonna, okay. He's just gonna remake it. Here's an it. easy out here. We don't have to watch oh, American yeah, Horror <laughs> Story cult I'm and not gonna nor will I. I'm not gonna watch it. You could But people are going to tweet about it and I'm gonna look at it. <laughs> yeah, no matter how many filters I put in there, someone's gonna get around it with a clever joke that makes him want to die. I still am convinced that the like 2016 election stuff is just a promotional tool and it's mostly gonna be about bees and clowns. What? Yeah. <laughs> the last one was clowns. This one is also clowns. Did you see the promo? Oh, what do right. bees have to do with it? I don't know, but he keeps tweeting or Instagramming photos of people covered in bees. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what he wants you to say. Wait, did he? Did we? Were we doing the same election that he was doing? <laughs> no. no. He lives in P-Town, essentially. So <laughs> his election was like, hmm, interesting. Seems bad. Oh, anyway. God. Okay, so yes, what would you change about this episode is a good question. Um. So there's the obvious, which we're not going to... None of us, I think, are going to do the, like, I would do a less horrible person with a disability plot. Right. Yeah, and make it less racist. Because that's not, like, a fun change to this episode so much as it's the moral correction we should make. Right. Right. Like, structurally, what could have made this better? Um. I think it's making the Kurt plot the A plot. Um. I would also like to see other Glee Club members solos. That is like, kind of Like, you don't of even have fine. to structure a whole story yes. about, around it. If you do a good enough song choice and maybe, like, two lines of dialogue, right. it actually, that's actually the, the benefit of, of musical shorthand is that you can right. convey an entire, like, plot or emotional beat without right. the dialogue. Yes. What I mean, if... Mine was that if, what if Rachel just genuinely didn't have a voice and so did not perform or have a line in this 
episode. That and it was, and no it was other just like, characters hey, got she's got laryngitis. Well, she'll get better and we'll hear from we, her We didn't get all things. Just like, yeah, Rachel got laryngitis. Isn't that funny? She's going to like make worried faces in the background as other characters perform. Um, but there's never any question that, no. like, she will never sing again. They didn't, also, like, I get that this is the problem with making a TV show. There was no actual drama behind, like, whatever she'll never sing again. We know she's gonna sing. We're 18 episodes into a season that has 22 episodes in it. Of a show about that singing. That is certainly going to be renewed of a show about singing. <laughs> and she has a star. Yes. She will sing again. Yeah. What if we just had her take a break and, like, Tina got to sing a song? Yeah. Right. Mercedes got to sing a solo instead of just, like, hopping on Puck's song. Yeah. What do you think Britney's would have been? We went like she's not sung at all yet, right? Yeah, no. She's not really a singer. She's a dancer more. Yeah. Yeah. She's would have like, done a solo dance performance. Yeah. It would have just been like remember when she when Heather Morris did like a GQ feature where like the online feature was like a video of her dancing to Dead Mouse Five. I sure do. Yeah. It Dead Mouse Five. It would just be that. Is that not what it? I think you just say Dead Mouse, but it's okay. Funny for a while, I was saying Dead Mouse Five, so I've made some progress. <laughs> I mean. I don't None of care. Us are cool. It's a dumb name. It's, for it's a bad. Dumb it's dumb and bad. What's the other one that's like Mastercraft? I was always like, Mish- oh, <laughs> that's fair. That's I don't a bad think one. I ever knew how to say that right. Mastercraft. I support um, you in not remembering. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how to make this episode better. I don't have like one <laughs> clear point. I mean, I think it's just like all of Rose's turn on repeat. Right. In my preference, it's just Rose's turn fourteen <laughs> times in a row, but that's not an episode of television. <laughs> right. So, like, just scratch the bad ones. Take the good ones. I don't know. Is there some way to make Kurt trying to date a woman also, like, interesting for the woman in the plot? Oh, yeah. When I cried during Rose's turn, I was putting a lot of... I did a lot of weight-bearing there of, like, look at this young man who's trying to find himself and has decided to lean into his personality even when it's hard. Right. I guess the problem is we already got him... We already got Mercedes having a crush on him. It's like, it's not believable for any of the other characters to, like... No. Well, in fairness, Probably it never seems like Brittany is like, in love with him. No, she just wants to kiss him. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. She'll kissing is fun. But kissing just like... Fun. Teens are allowed to kiss. I, I wanted... You should honestly kiss more than you're currently kissing teens. Yeah, just be celibate. Just stop it kissing. Stop it kissing. I just want I all the plots to be about the same thing together. Yes. I want them to weave together. There was a good sure, opportunity there's a craft in which you learn how to do that. It's called screenwriting. Yeah, it's called <laughs> writing. Thematically, somehow... What a horrible show. Oh the only God. way they ever weave storylines together thematically is just to like, have characters in various storylines say, say the, the same, same word. word. And you're like, that's <laughs> not the same thing. Respect. Right. Respect. Doesn't work with laryngitis. <laughs> no. Anyway, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Wesley Good. Send us an email, Wesley Good at uh, Gmail. <laughs> it's just at. Uh, and you can give us a call at 330-366-6130. And don't forget to rate and review A Thing We Love. And don't forget to not watch Glee. And Absolutely. don't watch Glee. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Get ready for me, luck, cause I'm a comma. I simply gotta march my heart to drama. No, nobody don't know. Nobody is gonna rain on my Should I look for a thing? No one likes this. It's just us. Okay, good. No one likes any of this except for us. That's not true. That's not true. We have some very, very vocal fans. I love them.